What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. Yes, I am wearing the Daily Fan Racing cap this week. We just got some new merch uh, in our store, so you can check that out on our site, DailyFanMMA.com, if you'd like. But today, I am here to give you my favorite cash gameplay, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup of the week that I like from a DraftKings perspective for UFC Vegas 70, which is Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann in the main event. We are down to 12 fights. We lost Johnson versus Armfield today, but still 12 good fights, 12 fun fights. A little bit of a messy slate, but uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. And before I get into those picks, please make sure you like the, ch like the video, subscribe to the channel, and comment below. Why don't you give me... Uh, why don't you give me an underdog, someone below 8K or 8K or below who you think is going to win. I, I just think there are a lot of live underdogs on this slate. So if you can correctly identify one, that is going to give you a leg up on the field. And I'm always interested to hear your thoughts. Without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be our girl Tatiana Suarez at 9.6K. All right, for cash games this week, I, I have to talk about Tatiana Suarez coming back from a four-year injury-ridden layoff. She is minus 750 to win over Montana De La Rosa, and she you know, far and away rates out as the best option on this slate. She is going to be very popular, but she is a elite wrestler, um, and she's won all five of her fights in the UFC, put up monster DraftKings scores with them, 121, 115, 104, 157, and 99 points. I mean, she has the upside to win the strawweight title, to win the flyweight title. I'm not saying she's going to do those things. She might not even be able to make 115 anymore. And obviously, Shevchenko's a very good challenge. But Suarez has championship upside. That's how good of a prospect she was considered to be in 2019. What form is she going to come into in 2023? I'm not so sure, but I think just from an analysis standpoint, you know, looking at the betting line, I'm just going to analyze her as kind of the average version of herself, which is a great prospect still and a dominant wrestler and grappler especially. And she's fighting an opponent in De La Rosa who is just not that dangerous. Um, De La Rosa is a, a competent wrestler herself, and I've actually bet on De La Rosa you know, on more than one occasion, and she's she's been somewhat successful for me. But... I just don't, I mean, I don't think she's out wrestling Tatiana Suarez. Suarez is you know, averaging 6.47 takedowns landed per 15 minutes. Um, De La Rosa defends takedowns at 63%, and that's against kind of average competition. You know, she's been taken down by Macy Barber, by Mara Romero Barella, by Andrea Lee, by Christina Marks. She's defended takedowns other times, but I just think Suarez is very, very likely to get her to the ground. And then despite her only being plus 125 to win this fight inside the distance, I really do think Suarez is capable of a finish. I mean, if we're projecting Suarez to land takedowns early, I think she has submission upside. She absolutely battered Carla Esparza for a TKO stoppage in 2018. That came with nine takedowns landed, uh, 135 total strikes. And like I said, De La Rosa is just not that dangerous. She's not that physical. She's not an elite submission grappler. She's not an elite wrestler. And if the fight plays out in the feet, I, I probably favor Suarez as well. Again, concerns coming off a layoff, but De La Rosa averaging 2.6 strikes landed per minute, 3.19 absorbed. This is Suarez's fight to lose, a, a massive favorite. Um, I do think you can pivot away from her in tournaments because she'll be very, very popular, potentially in the 60% range. But 
she has the highest floor on this slate. I think the most likely fighter to win. And she has a massive ceiling. We already saw her put up 157 against Esparza. Not going to project a score that high. But she can easily win this fight and score 120 plus points, even in a decision. Amazing target in general. Great fighter. I'm really hopeful that she looks good in her debut, or sorry, in her return. And she is going to be my cash game play of the week at 9.6K. All right, next up, I'm going to give out a tournament play, maybe a sneaky one too, and Charles Johnson at 9K. Johnson is only minus 160 to win, and I just got off my premium podcast with my boy Gambles Gordo. Give him a follow too if you if you haven't already. Um, you know, I think a lot of people do like Osborne, and not saying that, that he did or that we do, but I think Osborne may be a popular underdog target because he has early knockout potential. And and Charles Johnson is priced, you know, below Suarez, priced between Andre Muniz, who's going to be popular, below uh, right in front of Trevor Peak, who's going to be popular, Nikita Krylov is right there at 8.7K. I'm, I'm thinking Charles Johnson comes in overlooked, and I understand why, because He's not really going to have any wrestling equity against Osborne. He's not the biggest power threat. So his path to an optimal score is probably an early knockout where that's not necessarily his style. And there's more of a bust risk. If Johnson wins with a striking-based decision, he's not. He's going to score 70, 80 points and, and not be on winning tournament lineups. But I, I, I just think Charles Johnson is a much better technical striker than Ode Osborne, and we've seen Johnson, you know, he, I feel confident in Johnson's ability to defend takedowns if necessary here. He landed 115 significant strikes against Zuma Gulov over 15 minutes. I feel pretty confident confident about his cardio and volume. He just put out Jimmy Flick, which is a little bit of a different matchup, but Ode Osborne is really, really poor defensively, and yeah, he has some early knockout wins, and that's his path to victory once again, I believe, but KO'd by Tyson Nam in round one, KO'd by Manuel Kopp in round one. Those were his last two losses, and he's defending strikes at 43%. And I just, durability and defense are somewhat predictive. And, and yeah, maybe Johnson doesn't finish him, but I do think that's somewhat of a realistic outcome. And I'm hopeful because he's only plus two of five to win inside the distance and 9K and priced in a strong range that people kind of avoid him. So do you have to prioritize Johnson? No, there's a lot of great options in this range who I also like and will play. But I think Johnson's pretty sneaky there at 9K for an early knockout scenario, and he will be my tournament play of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week, I want to talk about Brendan Allen at 7.1K. Maybe a popular underdog, but Andre Muniz will definitely be a popular favorite there at 9.1K. Muniz is minus 230 to win. And I mean, I get it. You know, he's won all of his fights in the UFC. He's won by submission a bunch of times. He broke Jacare Souza's arm. He's a really good grappler and he has really good arm bars. But Muniz is just a, a, a red flag. Um, everywhere else to me. He's a very poor striker. He averages less than two strikes landed per minute. All four of his losses have come by knockout. His cardio is very, very questionable. He defends takedowns at 45%. And he's fighting an opponent in Brendan Allen, who is a little bit inconsistent himself, doesn't have great fight IQ, doesn't defend takedowns extremely well, has been knocked out a couple times. So again, I get it. Allen is not the most consistent fighter in the world and might just get taken down and get submitted. However, Allen doesn't typically lose by submission. That's not really his 
his area of weakness. He's a black belt in jujitsu, and yeah, maybe Muniz takes him down early, but I'm not sold that it, that immediately means he's going to lose by submission. And if Allen can just survive a little while, I think Allen's the better fighter overall. He lands strikes at a much higher rate. I think he's a better technical striker. I think he has better cardio. He also can wrestle himself. He averages 1.3 takedowns per 15 minutes. Muniz has been taken down by what, three, four, five of his seven opponents on record. So I just think there's a lot of ways for Andre Muniz to lose this fight and, and kind of only a very small amount of ways for him to win this fight. And from a DraftKings perspective, sure, Muniz has upside 9.1K. Play him if you want. I'll probably look to be underweight there. I like Allen at 7.1K. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit cautious because I don't think he's guaranteed like a knockout. Or submission win his inside distance line is only plus 435 he could be held down early so it, it's less about allen kind of smashing no matter what in a win there are other guys in this range like who i'll talk about in a sec who if they win they're going to score very well allen i'm a little bit less certain about that but i just don't think the betting line is correct here i think allen is a much more live underdog than the odds indicate. And I think he has a very reasonable chance to victory at a cheap price tag. And he's going to offer leverage against a very popular opponent in Muniz. Um, I'm hoping he can extend the fight a little bit, in which case I like his wrestling some. I like his striking. And, and I'm ex expecting Muniz's red flags to become an issue once again. So good fight there. Interesting fight. And I like the underdog, Allen, at 7.1K. All right, finally, the matchup of the week. I want to talk about Trevor Peak versus Eric Gonzalez. That fight, Peak is a minus 230 favorite, uh, making his UFC debut against Gonzalez, who is 0-2 in the UFC. I like this matchup. It's minus 515 to end inside the distance. Peak is 7-0, and he just kind of goes balls to the wall, a brawler, a heavy-handed puncher, very aggressive, wears people down with pace and like i already said gonzalez is 0-2 he's been knocked out cold by jim miller submitted by terrence mckinney i think it's pretty likely that peak can weather an early storm win by knockout and put up a big uh point total at 8.9k minus 150 to win inside the distance i think that's the best line on this slate he probably will be popular for that reason but i just think his upside is is tremendous. There's no guarantee here, but an, uh, the upside for a win with a win and peak is 100 plus points, and I will be targeting him somewhat aggressively. I also think Gonzalez is like an awesome leverage target at 7.3K because he's 0 2. His box score looks terrible. I don't really think people are going to play him, but like I already mentioned, this fight's minus 515 ends inside the distance. If Gonzalez wins, plus 265 inside the distance, it's probably coming by way of knockout or submission. And peak. I mean, very almost got knocked out on the contender series in the fight that earned him the contract. Like he is, he's defending strikes at 32% and he got taken down four times in six minutes in that fight. And, and he's just not defensively sound at all. So his style is going to lead to a lot of fun wins. I think it's going to lead to some tough losses as well. I'm picking peak. But I think Gonzalez has a lot of upside at his 7.3K price tag. He'll carry a lot of leverage against Peak. And it's just a good matchup to be invested in on this slate. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Apley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. And like I said, we're on to racing season as well. So if you want to sign up for racing content, we have that as well. 
Best of luck in your contest this week. Take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.